Happy Mother's Day. If you have a Bible, I want to invite you to grab it. Turn with us to Romans chapter 8. If you're online or if you're in our overflow right now, we want to also invite you to find Romans chapter 8 electronically or physically because that's where we're going to be this morning. Sunday night, there was a storm brewing. As the storm approached, right, you see the lightning as it comes, and as it gets closer, you hear the thunder, and as it gets really close, you start feeling the thunder, right? Well, as the storm got close, Rebecca and I were in bed, and a door opened, and then someone we love so much, Ellie, came in the room, and she went over to mom's side of the bed. Now I wish I was uh, as easy to talk into things. Not, not, that's the wrong way of saying it. That's a terrible way of saying it. <laughs> I wish I was as gracious and merciful as my awesome wife, Rebecca. That's, what I, that's really what I'm wanting you all to hear in this. As it came out uh, wrong. Wow. Rebecca gets out of bed, but not just get out of bed. She picks up Ellie and she helps Ellie get into her spot in the bed. So not only does Rebecca get out of bed, but Rebecca gives her her spot in bed and then goes out to the couch in the living room. I was thinking, wow, that's awesome. You know, mom's like, that's what y'all have done so many different times in so many different ways in so many different lives. And mom, my mom, as you listen, thank you. In the storm, I remember growing up, for me, I had fear of tornadoes, right? So when I was a kid, you know what happened in my house? My parents' door would open. How many of you have experienced this in a storm? Just, I'm just curious, like either in your life with your parents or as a parent with your kids, that the door opens and all of a sudden, okay, not many of you, a lot, everyone, first hour. Okay, there we go. Now we're being, how many of you have never raised your hand if the pastor says, okay, I'm kidding. <laughs> Tuesday night, you know what happened? A storm. So you start seeing the lightning, you start hearing the thunder, then you start feeling the thunder. You know what happened? Door opened, and there's my sweet little daughter. And she walked in. And she looked and she's like, Daddy, where's Mommy? Mommy wasn't even in her spot yet, was she, Ellie? And so Ellie crawled into bed. Mommy had to stay out of her bed all night. It's making sacrifices again for our family. Why do I start here? One, because I identify with Ellie. I remember feeling that growing up. Maybe you do. And I don't know what's happening in your life specifically, but I do know, in general, for very many of you right now, you're in a storm. You're in a storm and you know that there's a God out there, or maybe you're doubting that, but yet you still showed up today. As you're walking through a storm, you're thinking, okay, in my storm, what is it that I need to know from God to help me? 
Maybe it's not physical lightning right now, but there is emotional, spiritual. Maybe there's even Mother's Day. Maybe there's family thunder for you right now. And I want you to see what Paul says in Romans chapter 8 because he's going to talk about the storm of life. And in the storm of life, I don't think coincidentally so as we're just walking through Romans 8, what he's going to point us to is that we are all children of God. He's he's going to use this in our passage today over and over and over, 12 different ways of referring to us, if you're a Christian, being part of God's family and how that changes the storm. Adoption is pointed to specifically twice in this passage, and he's going to build his argument around adoption. Interesting, I hadn't seen it, so I studied it this week. I've never noticed in Romans 8 there's actually an adoption. He says that if you're a Christian, you're already part of, and that's going to help in the storm. And there's also an adoption that's in the future that's coming, and that's going to help. When you're experiencing the storm right now. Y'all with me? Stand with me. Stand with me. I'm going to read out of God's word. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit just so you hear the thunder roll in the passage. Because he's going to talk about the storm and then we'll back up to see how being in God's family helps. Y'all with me? Verse 18, chapter 8 of Romans. For I consider that the storms of this present time... His words, the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God, those who are part of his family. For the creation was subjected to fertility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption, the storms, and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God, those who are part of his family. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth. Hello, moms. Until now. Not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly in our storm as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons. You'll hear women And daughters in this passage are included. The redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes in what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Pray with me. God, help in our storm. I don't know what you're walking through, but I do know many of you are hurting and you're in a storm. And I want you to just right now take that to God and say, God, help me see what your word says this morning. And Holy Spirit, I pray that 
that I would not do this on my own strength and that it would just be a resounding gong, a clanging cymbal that would waste time. But Holy Spirit, do something in this place to teach your holy word through my life in a way that would help the people in this place. God, help us see on this Mother's Day the supernatural family that we get to be part of. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. If you're taking notes, adoption into the family of God on this Mother's Day, what does this mean for you and I in the storms of life? Well, verse 14, back up with me to where we left off two weeks ago walking through Romans. Here's what we read. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Now you'll notice the first word, therefore. What's that word for, therefore? Well, this word for also means because, and it points us back to what we had already studied in Romans chapter 8. And he actually tells us a little bit there, for all who are led by the Spirit. Two weeks ago we looked at what it looks like to be led by the Spirit, to walk in the Spirit. Paul has just taught in this passage, you need to have your mind set on the Spirit. We talked about what that is, to think right, get our hearts and minds around Jesus and his word, think right, and then put to death the deeds of the flesh, do right, and if we do that, then we're going to experience the abundant life and peace, the fruit of the Spirit in our life, feel right. Not something we can do on our own, something we do empowered by the Spirit. He's just taught us what it looks like to be led by the Spirit, and then he says, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Sometimes I think women, when you read the scripture, you might think, well, why does it say son and not sons and daughters? Actually, this word actually means son. And what he's doing here is not devaluing women. He's actually lifting the value of women. Because what he's going to argue in this passage is now all who are believers, men and women, are going to become heirs of their new heavenly father. They're going to, and daughters were not heirs at this point in time. Jesus is going to, I mean, Paul is going to say, empowered by the Spirit, women now, all of you are included as firstborn son heirs in the kingdom of God. What he's going to argue if you're part of God's family. Y'all with me? He says, all of you have a heavenly father if you're a believer. Verse 15, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into, what's that word? Fear. That's what I felt growing up in the storms. But you have received the spirit of, what's that word? Adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Perfect timing. That was amazing. By whom we cry, and y'all just perfect illustration right there. You know the word Abba is the Aramaic word daddy. Uh, 
Ellie comes in the room, Mommy. And she's not afraid to approach mom's side of the bed, at least. She, 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 she's able to do that because she knows that she has a parent who loves her, right? Hopefully parents that love her, right? She's able to approach, not in fear as a slave, but knowing that she has a loving parent. She can approach, and the word Abba, I mean, that's what, that, I don't know if you, you had an English-speaking baby. That's basically all they said for the first five months, six months, seven months of life. Abba, 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 Abba. So the Aramaic dads did what I did, and they're like, oh, he's saying my name, right? He's saying my name. Yeah, that's it's amazing how, you know, every grandparent, the grandparents' names are basically just the first noise that the kid made. Oh, look, he's calling me, right? But there's this intimate, close connection, right? This is not just Happy Mother's Day. This is mommy, right? But we have that now with our father, God, adoption. Let me talk a little bit more about the word adoption there and then I'll push into how this can change things in our storm. At this point in time, when Paul's writing, almost all adoption was of an adult. Now the early church at this point in time took care of all kinds of infants because there wasn't at that point in time a way to get rid of babies inside abortion that they would actually just leave babies for dead if they didn't want them. And so the early church actually started taking care of a lot of babies. But they weren't adopting them at that point. The early church, the word here adoption, was almost always by some wealthy, high-influencing family who decided we need to pass on all that we have to someone else and we don't have any children So we're going to choose someone to bestow all of our name, our blessing on, and also all of the inheritance on. And we're going to just bless them and we're going to bring them into our family. And that's what God does for us. God brings all into his family and then he gives all the Father has he wants to give to us through his Son, Jesus Christ. He adopts us in. We have a loving Father that has chosen us. If you're taking notes, adoption means the first adoption that we have a loving Father. And this in the storm means you don't have to stand on the other side of the door. You get to open the door and you get to run into the presence of your Father and cry what the text says, Abba, Daddy, God. There's a storm, and he's going to pull you up and say, join me, and I'm going to walk through it with you. This last week, you heard Ryan uh, just point to the bottles that we're doing for Hope Women's Center. There was a young lady that went over to Hope in a storm in life, and in the storm in life was talking with her patient advocate, and the patient advocate said, I felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to, to tell this person, that really never met, that I love you, and I quote, so she said, You are loved. Your life is worth something. And after this patient advocate spoke this over the girl in the storm, the patient began to cry and a quote again spoke back to the patient advocate. I have always longed to hear those words from my mom. And now a stranger is sitting across from me saying the very thing my heart has needed to hear. 
that's a patient advocate. We've got a God that has adopted us into his family that welcomes and runs towards, you read the parable of the prodigal son, those who cry out, Abba, Father. Keep going, verse 16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. What is he saying? The Holy Spirit in your life, if you're a believer, he will affirm in you that you have a loving Father. Verse 17, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, that we now get to receive the blessing that God is going to bestow on all of his children. Look at the way this verse ends. Provided we have a great life, provided we suffer with him, Provided we go through storms with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Now this is leading us to what we're going to see here in just a second. But do you know that one of the ways that you learn how much your heavenly father loves you is going through a storm with your heavenly father? Paul has actually already taught this in Romans. You might remember in Romans chapter 5. He said, suffering, the storms in life, produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us, he says, because God has poured out his, what's the word? Love. Because God has poured out his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. Love and suffering Yes, it's one of the reasons we love our moms, right? Because when we've hurt, we've run to them and we've experienced their love as they've walked with us in the storm. Provided we suffer with him in order that we also might be glorified with him. Adoption means you have a loving father. You need to know it. You need to know you have a loving father. Now hold this up real quick. There was a donation given to Crossway Publishers several years ago, hitting the pandemic, and they were able to offer churches that wanted it 200 copies of this book, a book that many consider already a classic. It's titled Gentle and Lowly, The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers. What it is is an expanded look at the passage that Justin read over us earlier where Jesus says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. But my heart, only place in all the New Testament where Jesus tells us about his heart, for my heart is gentle and lowly. If you don't know the heart of your father, you don't recognize that you can run to him and cry out, Abba, Father, I, I want to invite you, or just if, if you're ready to push into that a little bit more, we have a copy we would love to give to you if you're going to read it. So after the service, out the door to my right, your left, the home center is basically right there. You can run in and grab a copy. Please don't grab one if you're going to just throw it on your dashboard to look like a Christian, okay? G- grab it if you're walking right now through a storm and you want to know how much God loves you, okay? In the storm, you need to know You've been adopted. You have a loving father. But he doesn't stop there. 
in order that we may also be glorified with them. And he's going to point towards the future adoption. Verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. This word eager shows up another time in the text. We're going to see it here in just a second. It's this, this word of, uh, it, 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 it has a connotation of like someone standing on their tippy toes looking to try to see over the horizon what is coming. Like it's like, I'm so ready for what's next. Creation is waiting with eager longing for the revealing of the sons and daughters You're being welcomed into this inheritance of God. For the creation was subjected to futility. That word is the word we read over and over in Ecclesiastes. Meaningless, havel. When they translated the uh, Greek, the Old Testament in Greek, they use the same word. It's the, it's this, doesn't it feel like life sometimes doesn't have a purpose? Like what's meaningless? The storm after storm. What's, God, what are you doing? For the creation was subjected to this Mess, not willingly, but because of him, and it's actually us, man, when we sinned, who subjected it in hope that the creation itself would be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of, what does he say, childbirth until now. Uh, Paul, is, he's, he's, he's an illustrator, right? And uh, jokingly, like after we had our first kid, I would sometimes say, hey, we had a baby. And like, I would get that, no, we did not have a baby, right? The, 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 the ladies who you've had, you, you, you've gone through that pain. Like I've been told most crazy pain, right, that you can walk through. But that pain is not just pain without a purpose, It's a pain with the anticipation of the, the relationship with the child on the other side, right? And we are going through, the creation is going through the pains of childbirth. This agonizing with the hope of something on the other side, the future adoption. It says, the, verse 22, oh, okay, I'm going to sit down. Don't miss the next few weeks. We're reading the first groan in verse 22. You see that? Groan. Creation is groaning. We're going to read in a second. We are groaning. But we're going to get to see coming up that it's not just creation groaning and we're groaning. We're going to see that the Holy Spirit in us is groaning. Praying for what you are walking through in your storm in ways that you don't even know how to pray. But that's next week. Creation's groaning, and we do not only, not only the creation, verse 23, but we ourselves who have the first fruit of the Spirit, we groan inwardly as we wait eagerly on our toes looking over the horizon at the storm. No, we're looking over the horizon for adoption As sons, again, we're looking forward to the family of God being fully realized. 
The redemption of our bodies. This is what's coming. On Mother's Day, you might feel that the physical pain of in this life, family is not perfect, right? Even if you love your mom or you are loving your children as a mom, you recognize that there are pain in your family, right? That there is groaning in this life. But what we need to know is that there is something else coming in the future where you are going to get to experience the perfect family with God. Where every tear is going to be wiped away. Whatever it is that you're walking through. In the end, if you're a believer in Jesus, this is the worst it's ever going to be. If you're not a believer, this is the best it's ever going to be. Unfortunately, that's, we look eagerly, not up at the cloud where lightning's coming. We look forward to the future adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. Paul has taught us in Romans already what it looks like for us to be forgiven, justified. The penalty for sin is taken away. That to be sanctified, the, the power of sin that you and I through the Spirit get to rise above. Right now he's pointing towards the presence of sin taken away forever when our future full realization of the adoption, redemption of our bodies takes place. Do you look for it? Do you look forward to it? He says, for in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. This light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond. Paul says in another place when he's writing, that was his words also in a different place. He writes at one point, he says, he compares this life in our bodies to tents. And he was a tent maker, so I think it was a plug. But he, he, said, he said, we don't focus on these tents we look forward to our future home because this, these tents are wasting away, right? These tents are being destroyed. But inwardly, we're being renewed day by day because of what's coming, and we look forward to what's ahead. Are you in a storm? Are you in a storm? You need to know that you've been adopted You've been adopted. If you're a believer in Jesus, you've been adopted and you have a loving father. You can open the door and run towards him and cry out, Habba, Father. You need to know that you have a loving father and you need to know that it doesn't matter how bad it is right now, you can know on the other side there is a glorious future waiting for you. Second half of this week, uh, after actually those, those uh, first few mornings, uh, got to go to San Diego with other churches that we're working with in our city to put together a church planting network for our city. Y'all know that right now in McKinney, Texas, stats show that some, this was pre prior to pandemic, so it's probably less than this now for most, but 9% of our city goes to a Protestant church. That's like staggering. How do you reach people outside of the church? Well, we need to do it. We need to invite our friends, love our friends. We need to do it. But church plants, for some reason, 
they reach people outside of the church. And so we want to start church plants. So we're working with this network of churches. Anyway, I get back on the plane coming back here, and I'm excited. You know, y- y- y'all heard me say pl- airplane is Greek for witnessing opportunity. And so I'm like, I'm ready to see who sits beside me. Guy sits down, kind of my age. Kind of. What does that mean? I, th- I still think I'm 20. I'm not, for the record. But <laughs> And so one of the questions I like to ask is, what's your church background? After I hear, tell me your story. If they don't volunteer any th- anything faith, I'll ask, what's your church background? He said, I grew up Baptist. And I was like, oh, really? He said, yeah, but I'm an atheist now. I was like, really? What do I say? <laughs> he puts it in his earplugs. So I pull out my laptop, start working on my sermon for today. <laughs> So then they come by to serve the drinks, and as they come by to serve the drinks, his earplugs come out, and so I'm like, okay, here's my opportunity. And so we had, we had had a, a fun conversation before we got there, and so I said, hey, can I ask, you know, what, what, what happened? And then he starts sharing with me a very legalistic version of understanding his God. He didn't, he didn't see a loving father growing up. Uh, he was taught of this judge that was waiting for him to open the door so that he could punch him in the nose. And then, as I listened, he shared about some storms and not, not really feeling able to approach God because he had done wrong and there wasn't a God that would love him. You know, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh. And so I tried to speak over him what I want to speak over you right now. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, have everlasting future adoption eternally. Yes, all of us have sinned, we've fallen short of the glory of God. We have. The penalty that we deserve for our sin is death, separation from God forever. But guess what? God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were yet sinners. He sent Jesus to take the penalty we deserve, to die in our place. What does that mean? It means you and I can be saved by grace, undeserved favor through faith in this loving Father who's adopted us. And in our storm, we can open the door. When your mom calls you and says, hey, I got the report, it's malignant. You need to know, you have a loving Father and a glorious future. And if your mom believes in Jesus, so does she. When your kid says, I'm never going to talk to you again, and hangs up the phone. And three months in, you're agonizing, you're groaning. You know what you need to know? You have a loving Father and a glorious future. What do you do when the boss knocks on your door and says, Johnny, I know you have a family and you need to feed them. But we're firing you. You need to know you have a loving father and a glorious future. I want you to close your eyes with me right now. What does your storm look like? I want want you to, to, to the best that you know how, go to God, say, Abba, Father, And do like I did with my parents, like got to happen in my home. Get just, this sounds weird, I guess, but yeah, crawl into his lap. Say, God, help walk through this with me.
And what does it look like for you to get your eyes up to look forward to what's ahead? Ask him for your help, his help. Thank you for joining us today for Worship Online. If you're in our area, we want to invite you to come to physically connect to your local church. We would love to help you to live and love like Jesus alongside of others who are doing the same. If you're from outside of our area, can I challenge you to find a local church in your area that's going to preach the Bible and exalt Jesus? Smash the like button, subscribe, share with friends, and turn on notifications if you'd like to stay up to date with us. And thanks again for joining us.